you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm a senior NBA writer for the Action Network. This is your Tuesday Best Bets episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Glad to have you with us. Everything we talk about on today's show can be found in the award-winning Action Network app. It's the best way for you to track your picks. You get up the second information where the bets and money are coming in on and get all sorts of cool stuff as well as our daily show, Green Dot Daily. You'll be able to catch all of our podcasts as we wrap up bowl season over at Big Bets on campus and getting started the meat of college basketball season as well as headed towards the NFL playoffs on the Action Network podcast. Join me tonight, Jay Money. You follow him on Twitter at jmoneyismoney. Jay, how was your holiday? Everything's good, man. No complaints out of me. Uh, just chilling with family. Like I say everything is good on my end, so no complaints out of me. What about you guys? Also join me, AC, Analytics Capper, Albert Wynn. Albert, how was your holiday? Hey, what's up, guys? No, Merry Christmas was awesome. Um, a lot of family in town, so was hosting basically every single meal over the weekend. Always good to hang out with the kiddos. I had a great day of NBA betting. I went three and two, but the two that I lost were money line plays and I was able to hedge back on them. The only one I really lost was uh, Lakers plus eight. One point. One, just one, one, one they point. almost backdoored it, yeah. Oh, so mad, so mad. Uh, but Suns, Suns Nuggets was quite a ride for uh, mm-hmm. us Suns plus four betters as well as uh, – I, I had Suns money line, and then before Jokic checked in at the seven at the eight twenty mark, it was plus three twenty at FanDuel. So I went ahead and fired on that because I was like, they're within range, remember, and the best player in the league's coming in. So that's how I did. Remember, it was man, then and this is now. Sean, Sean was asking me. Sean was asking me why I was taking the money line on the on the Nuggets, and that's why because it was going to be it was coming right down to the wire. So uh, yeah. having the money line there was pretty comfortable rather than having that two and a half, which was a huge sweat. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. But that was then. This is now. We're going to go ahead and get into our Tuesday best bets. We'll run them down and then we'll do the cap on them. We'll start with the analytics capper. AC, what are your plays for Tuesday? Yeah, I got two for Tuesday night. I like Oklahoma City Thunder first half minus three. I don't think that line is out yet. I'm assuming it's minus three. The full game is minus six, minus six and a half. 
could be minus three and a half. Maybe I like it either way, all the way up to four. And the second play is going to be the Rockets Celtics under 232. Um, I think we're going to see a little bit of defense in that game. Hmm. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Jay, what's your best bet for Tuesday? Yeah, it's not the best of cards, but uh, I'll rock with the Kings plus the three. You found a little, found a little ugly play in there. I'll, I'll break it down. Let's see. All right. I'm going to take uh, two plays. I'll take the Warriors minus four versus the Hornets. And I'll take uh, the Memphis Grizzlies minus six and a half uh, versus the Phoenix Suns. We'll wrap those up at the end of the card. Let's go ahead and start with ACs, Caps. All right. So OKC in this game, as you mentioned, the first half line is not out. They're hosting the San Antonio Spurs, who got a win on Monday night. Yeah, they did. A little confused there. I had I had jazz because numbers said this is not going to be a competitive game, and and yet that there there go the Spurs winning by four points um, at home. So back to back spot here for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I don't mind this play at all. Tell me why you want the first half in this one, AC. Yeah, I, I like this as a bounce back spot. OKC hasn't covered in the first half in three games. Um, the Spurs, like you said, second night of a back-to-back, you would expect them to start out slow, uh, maybe get their legs under them. I do like the full game as well, um, but OKC minus six and a half is, is a little scary for me. I'd rather just play the first half, one possession. I think they can get it done. Um, they're coming off an amazing offensive performance, actually multiple really great offensive performances. And I think they're going to continue it against the Spurs team that doesn't really play any defense, a high variance team that shoots a lot of threes. They can either lead by 10 or be down by 10 at halftime. I think the thunder is going to be good enough to, to cover the three or three and a half. All right. So the, the thunder are not are definably not a good first half team this season. Uh, EVanalytics.com, a site that I'm uh, pretty fond of has them uh, in the first half of this season at a lowly 12 and 20 against the spread. I get the idea of like taking a lower number versus this weak opponent. And like, certainly I think look, San Antonio probably not going to want back-to-back wins, probably going to resist back-to-back wins um, might want to go ahead and rest some guys. And it's not like they have a deep roster to begin with. Um, but is there anything in the OKC in OKC's first half performance that gives you a little bit of pause here? No, the the fact that you told me they're twelve and twenty against the spread makes me like it even more. Okay. Um, I'm a I'm a bigger regressional better when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, I just think offensively they've been doing really well, right? One twenty five against the Pelicans, one twenty three a couple games ago against the the Blazers, one fifteen against the Grizzlies. So I think they're going to be able to score a ton on the Spurs tomorrow night. I think this cap is really fading the Spurs and their great shooting from tonight. I think that's going to regress a little bit because I think OKC's offense will be there no matter what. Okay, so you do believe in the OKC defense because like the over and first halves for the Thunder this year are 18 and 15, right? And then the Spurs are 17 and 14, not counting tonight's game. So, which I think is probably going to be an over as well. So I kind of wonder if the first half, if you like the fact that you're just like, I think OKC is going to be able to put up points on them when their offense is usually pretty low. What's the total at for this game? Uh, 235, well, 235 and a half is a lot of points for, for, for these two teams. That's, that is a lot of points. Yeah. All right. All right. You, 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 you've sold me. I don't think I'm going to bet it with you, but I'm on board with OKC first half. Uh, tell me about Rockets Thunder and why you like the under there. Rockets Celtics here. Yeah. Rockets uh, Celtics. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. Celtics, Celtics played on Christmas, obviously a really good game against the Bucks. 
lot of points. Robert Williams is back. So I think that that addition is going to be a lot, um, a big significant add to their defense rockets as well on a second night of a back-to-back. So I'm basically fading two teams here on second nights of back-to-back that have to travel, uh, San Antonio first, and now Houston going from Chicago to Boston, not a long flight. It's just a, you know, it's tough traveling late at night playing in the very next game. I think the Celtics, uh, I think that game against the Bucks uh, showed not only because, I mean, it was a very, very disappointing game a couple of weeks ago against the Celtic, uh, sorry, against the Warriors, mm-hmm. uh, you know, finals rematch and Warriors were able to beat them. I think this was, you know, the best of the East times uh, type of match here and the Celtics came out on top. I think it really woke them up and I think they're going to start playing defense. I think this is when teams, real contenders, are going to start playing defense after Christmas. And I, I think we see it tomorrow night against the Houston Rockets. All right. I have this projected at 237. So I can't get on board with the under. I, I don't mind the cap because honestly, a lot of this is the Celtics were the best team in NBA history for th- for two months, right? For a month and a half, essentially. So if we kind of bank on a little bit of regression there, there's a good chance that if the Celtics just are a little bit more of a normal offense. Now, I don't know. Like they found their groove in the second half versus the Wolves and they hung 139 on 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 milwaukee maybe they're back to just making all the shots and certainly this rockets defense will have times when it'll look like absolute trash uh jay do you have any thoughts on this one yeah i don't have much i mean what 15 on the spread i don't play any totals uh the last total i had was a dead under spot and then i'm going to overtime so um i did have a thoughts on that on that thunder game man because i it's just i kind of been tricked because i've seen the thunder play such good defense but they also can give up so many easy baskets in the paint as well but Mm -hmm. if i wanted to under man i'd be thinking about that thunder and spurs under um me watching Mm -hmm. the spurs tonight as well sometimes their offense can get really stagnant the sale kind of pounding the ball away and then taking a long mid-range jumper uh as the shot clock is going down so if that happens tomorrow the way the thunder can play defense i think ac can cast that uh okc first half minus three but uh, i'd be looking towards the under and they got i mean you talk about 240 there i just i don't think it can get there uh man so i, I would be kind of looking towards under there but the celtics rockets game i just i want no part of um i do have one quite one request for the both of you if if you see me at any point talk about betting the rockets on the money line if if i mention it if i if if it's in the app and i'm asking the listeners to please help me too you need to yell at me and stop me i gotta i gotta stop betting on the houston rockets money line and you say why would you do that and the answer is because like a lot of times i'm getting you know my projections show an edge on the number and then i'm like well i'm gonna go that far i'm getting a plus you know 400 500 on the rockets here it'd be a nice hit so i'm gonna bet small no no I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. The yes, points, they're going to win some more games. I'm not betting on the Rockets ever again Take this season points. to win a game. It, it would have worked tonight, though, Matt. Just, just don't, <laughs> don't, don't, no. don't. Come on. No. Hey, you're getting 15 though, man. So if you like the points, take those take Stop those boatload of points, man. Stop it. Stop it, both of both of you. Let, All right. Let me just let me just negate my best bet. My best bet is gonna be Celtics money line minus 1500. I mean, that that should be good. <laughs> should, should be all right. All right, Jay. Uh give me your best bet for Tuesday. Yeah, man, I like the Kings here, plus the three. I know Sabonis is going through a lot. Um, It may not even play there. They have kind of – it's crazy because they've kind of been practicing, uh, kind of thinking they're without them. But if you kind of look at this game as a whole, this could be a real a letdown spot, flat spot from the Nuggets, one of those spots that we've seen time uh, time and time again. I wonder if you, you know what I'm saying, know a little something with this one, Matt. But these guys just came off playing a really big game on Christmas where they had to come back and win as well, right? Booker left the game early. But look at this. The game went into overtime. Yo, 
Jokic played 44 and a half minutes. Aaron Gordon, 42 and a half, uh, 41 and a half minutes. Michael Porter Jr., we know he's on a wrestling, but still played 35 minutes. Uh, Jamal Murray, 43 minutes as well. And Casey Pete uh, played 39 minutes in this one. So could be a letdown spot. Uh, in my opinion, the Kings coming off a loss. They're the, ther- the third best team in the league as well, coming off a loss, um, sitting at nine and five, um, eight and five against the spread coming off a loss. So like I say this third best in the NBA and the Nuggets hadn't played well in Sacramento as well. Their past, their past few games, I believe one and four against the spread last five in Sacramento. So uh, looking for a little possible little look down, look ahead, flat spot here. And that number looks super short as well. Looks super easy to take the Nuggets. They're minus three. Uh, I, I think the Kings get the outright win here. I'll take the three points. I like the spot. So since 2018, 19, so we get a little bit bigger of a sample. Uh, in Sacramento, the King, the Nuggets are three and four against the spread, four and three straight up. This game has been kind of a bothersome game for Denver. Uh, the going joke in Denver is that the Nuggets purposefully make this one harder than it needs to be just to annoy Michael Malone, who was fired by the Sacramento Kings and still is mad about it and will always be mad about getting fired when his team finally was on like the upswing and everything was going great. And then Boogie Cousins got uh, meningitis, I believe is what he got. And so he was out for like two weeks and they fired him in that stretch. It was, he got done dirty and he's never gotten over it. So be curious to see how this kind of plays out. The numbers short here, Jay, like the average spread on those games has been four and this one's only three. So you've got the Nuggets as a road favorite. Now, if we do, you know, let's do a four and a half point swing. That's light because Denver's home court is pretty significant. But let's do a four and a half point swing. And that gets us the Nuggets minus seven and a half. Feels okay. Feels feels about right, even with Sacramento being better this season because Denver is best team in the Western Conference on a roll. My question for you though is: This open two and a half and three as we're recording this. I would think that we could probably, you, if you're listening to this, you can probably wait till at least noon tomorrow and get a better number. Like I, I wouldn't be shocked if this got up to four. Would you? I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if Sabonis didn't play and it went up to five or something. Um, okay. I, c- I could really see that happening. But last year they actually laid six and a half in Sacramento as well. This one opened up at three. So when you look at it that way, um, this one is super is uh, super short as well. We know the Kings are a little bit better, but Nuggets sitting at number one as well. Like I said, they're coming off a huge win. A couple of actually three huge wins. Uh, to be honest with you, the Suns, uh, the Blazers, and the Grizzlies as well. Those are three huge games. Uh, for the Nuggets and knowing, but this. Most recent one going to overtime. I could just really see a flat spot here going on a road uh, after Christmas here. So yeah, I think the, I think the Kings get it done. But yeah, I do. I would be surprised if Sabonis didn't play. But I think they may be prepared for it. Uh, and this one may go up to five, but I don't think it'll matter. AC thoughts? Yeah, this would be Kings or nothing for me at all. I like Jay's cap here. Nuggets have won four straight. Kings have lost two of three. Two teams moving in opposite directions. There's a great buy low spot for the Kings. They are also coming off a game where they only shot 44% from the field and only made 10 threes. So you, we know the Kings offense is elite. We know the Nuggets defense is the opposite of elite. So you would expect a lot of easy back, ba- baskets and buckets from the Kings. So if you don't like the Kings spread, maybe do like a Kings team total, something like that. But I think Jay's look is great here. I'm sold. I, I will add that to my best bets. Uh, that was, that's a great cap. I like this bet. I'm on board with this. My numbers like this as well. So I'm on board. Um, my two one two ones quickly. I'm gonna take the Warriors minus four. Uh, it's a letdown spot. I get that. I understand that. I understand that no Steph Curry. I know all these things. This it's 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 possible that this is mostly me being mad 
because on our Christmas episode, I my started the episode by being like, I like the Warriors versus Memphis and got talked off of it. And then I was so mad <laughs> on Sunday being like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Um, so I'm going to go. I think the thing here is the books are not going to be able to account accurately for the Warriors home court without Steph. Right. So like this Hornets team has been legitimately one of the worst teams in the NBA. As we like, mm. as we're sitting here recording this, uh, I believe they're still up on the Portland Trailblazers. Right. So they're on a back to back. They're down eight. They just gave up 40 in the third quarter. <laughs> they gave up 40 in the third. That sounds about right. So they're down eight. Um, they were they were hanging at least with Portland. This is a terrible team. This is a truly terrible team. The Warriors are. I wouldn't say a great team without Steph Curry, but they're definitely at home still a pretty dangerous one. Um, honestly, I think without Steph on neutral court, I would lean Hornets. But I do think legitimately that there's something going on with a, how this team is playing at home for whatever reason. So I don't think these things are even logically explained. You can say that they're noise, but that doesn't mean they don't manifest in short sample. So I'm going to go ahead and lay the four of the Warriors at home versus a Hornets team on a back-to-back. I, I just think the floor for the Warriors is higher. And I think that we kind of saw what the floor for the Warriors was in that Grizzlies game. That may have been a high motive. Again, that was a high motivation spot. And this is a letdown. I'm aware of it, but the number here is still very low given the disparity between these two teams. Even if you account for stuff, does anybody want to want to argue? I'm definitely not little... talking you off the Warriors in this okay. game. I was on the Warriors December 25th. So I like it tonight. Again, you mentioned that Hornets are on a second night of a back-to-back and um, you know, the Warriors, you know, I, I think they found something on, on Christmas Day, to be honest. I think if they play through Jordan Poole and allow their role players to shoot as well, like Dante DiVincenzo is balling right now. I think if he can continue doing that, I think four points seems pretty easy to me. And then my yeah, final one for here. the night, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Grizzlies minus six and a half. Um, so it's not a, it's the opposite of a revenge spot, right? Because they just housed the Suns in Phoenix. Book won't play in this game after re-aggravated the groin injury versus... Uh, the Nuggets on Christmas. And honestly, a lot of this is just, it's a bounce back spot for Memphis coming off of the embarrassing loss. They're going to be pissed off. They're an entirely different team at home. They're really good at home. Um, Phoenix doesn't like teams that have versatility. Teams with versatility give them a lot of problems. The Grizzlies actually have a lot of versatility. They have size to combat you with Steven Adams. They can go small with Brandon Clark. They got Jaron Jackson. Uh, didn't like what I saw from Chris Paul when I saw him in person the other night. That's one of the worst performances I think I've seen from him. And he was still okay. It's just like Chris is not where he where he was two years ago. And that's okay. He's 37. They don't have many guys I think that can step up. So I show an edge here across the board in categories. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'm trusting, I'm basically playing the good home teams tonight is Warriors minus four, Grizzlies minus six and a half. Jay, can you talk me off of it? No, I couldn't talk to you. I mean, they're definitely a good home team. Um, the the Grizz is coming off a bad loss as well, where I mean they just they just didn't have it, right? They got smacked up. So in theory, they're supposed to come home. I know it's off a little mini road trip, but they're supposed to come home and take care of business. I do worry about that they literally just took the uh Suns to smack city. I'm telling yeah. you, they were what they were about at least about 30 points in that first half in that one. But it's the Suns are missing way too much here. Obviously, not just Booker, but when you're missing Landry Shamed as well, he just went for 31 points. What he 
had he was uh, well, he had seven threes in the last game, yeah. man. So I'm watching. I'm like, man, got to start looking at some Landry Shamit threes. And then you see that he's out here. They're just missing a ton of offense. May even look at a Suns team total under as well. I just don't know where it comes from, other than Chris Paul, who played 41 minutes as well. Obviously, he's getting up there in age. He can't keep up with John Moran. Yeah, they should. This one could get ugly uh, over there in Grind City here. Yeah, I think this is a, a an interesting test spot for the Suns, right? Which it makes me nervous because often when you're like, man, this could be really bad. Like this could be the low point. That's when teams step up and respond. But I thought they gave a really good effort versus the Nuggets and came up short. When you lose a game like that, I think there's an emotional letdown there. And if you're if you're favored, that's the ideal thing is you can just fade them as a favorite, be within the spread, and they win anyway. But I think Memphis in particular, Memphis is too proud not to be like very pissed off after that performance on Christmas. They talked all that smack. They say, absolutely got punched in the face. I just wanted to say real quick, do you guys think that the Suns, AC2, do you think that the Suns are like the Jazz from last year? Like, do you think, obviously, we see the problems that they have going on. Um, I was kind of thinking that it might be the Hawks, but it could really be the Suns. I mean, we see them really kind of sliding here. Bridges getting, it's not just Aiden and the coach. Now Bridges was getting into it with Aiden now. And so Paul has his own thing going on do you think do you think that these guys could be the utah jazz of last year where they don't they don't really like each other matt i'll defer to you there yeah so for me I, like i i will tell you you've got these multiple instances of bridges and aiden getting into it and you got monty and aiden getting into it um i think that team is very professional i think that team is very well coached i think they're searching for why they're not better I think they're trying to figure that out. And a lot of it's just like they're missing guys, but there's also like just something missing. They do not have the killer instinct and the swagger that they've had the last two seasons. And that's very apparent when you watch them, they're just not the same kind of team. They're still very good. They're very, they're very competent. They're very well coached. They're talented guys, but they are kind of missing it versus Memphis. I think still has that edge. Um, I'll be curious to see again, this is a great test spot for like where the Suns are at because if they get blown out in this game. Things could get really hairy heading into the new year and heading into trade season. Uh, all right, that's going to wrap it up for Best Bets for a Tuesday. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Make sure to download the Action Network app. Best way for you to track your picks. You can follow Jay and AC in the app. Follow them on Twitter at Analytics Capper and at JMoneyIsMoney. Follow those guys on Twitter. Catch them in the Action Network app. I'm at HP Basketball. We'll see you guys again tomorrow with another edition of Best Bets. Until then, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.